0: Getting this thing started how would you describe what the infinite love meditation club is all about
1: so where to even to start uh, first time when i get into this is when i notice that my life isn't what i like it to be and that i have to change so basically i look on the internet how to meditate what is meditation and i found some things where you actually sitting cross legs uh trying hard not to think and so and i started with that and basically i wanted some music with that while am i meditating so i created a youtube channel just for me to make some background music that i like and that i can meditate with that so that was the beginning of if love meditation club mm.
0: cool so what did you um come to find doing this meditation? What, uh, is there any revelations? You know, what, what happened to
1: you? So, when I started to doing this meditation, I noticed when you are meditating, you are strengthening your mind, and also your body if you are doing yoga or something. Uh, but the problem is with this kind of meditation, the more you do it, the more your ego is uh, getting stronger. So basically every meditation that is that have a reason and that you want to achieve something with it will lead you to that goal you will achieve something and that as that something is to strengthen your ego to strengthen your i am so when you meditate you need two things you need someone who is meditating and you have to focus on something so the one who is meditating Is always getting stronger, stronger, and stronger. And the problem was with this kind of meditation, while am I doing it for the moment, for one hour or two hours or half an hour, it doesn't matter. I am in a state, we can say bliss, I'm feeling good. The moment I finish with it, I go back to this world, I go back to my ugly self. Yes, sometimes it gives you a little bit more strength, but also it makes you more egocentric. So that is the problem with this kind of meditation. So the more I did it, the more I see the ups and downs in your life. So basically you are trying to be good, meditating, you are discerning yourself from everything, and then you have a crash. You're coming back down because something that you want isn't going as you planned. And that is always the problem with this kind of meditation. So... Doing this kind of meditation, my wife is also uh, started to meditate and she stumbled upon Moji video. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw the Moji video, I was like, what is this guy talking about? Like, he's talking completely different of what that I wanted because I wanted to strengthen my ego. I want to be stronger. I want to have more confidence and everything to change. But now this guy says, let everything go. So, in the first, uh, uh, let's say, days, uh, I kind of be being agitated by Moji's words because they were attacking that which I wanted to protect. But I saw there's something in it. I saw something that I can change. So I gave it attention and I said, "Well, let's try it." And the moment that you let you go, let go of your ego. The moment that you are not self-centered, then the real meditation begins.
0: Uh-huh, well say. So it seems like you went from, or we go from the meditator, the one who meditates.
1: Yes, to exactly. To
0: creating just a life of meditation.
1: Yes, so basically what am I doing now is after seeing that I, as a person, is collection of all the memories of all the experience that I had in my life and also all the influences of the world. So it creates kind of human consciousness. And basically, we are not individuals because we belong to that consciousness. So that was the next step uh, when I saw the Jay Krishnamurti teachings. And I started a lot to inquire with him. And that has shifted something, because before, the moji I would say is the best in this world to get you to see that you are not just your body, not Mm -hmm. just your ego, and he do it in so profound way, and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go deeper, then. Uh, maybe you have to go personally with him because online I haven't seen much of videos where he talks about this, but there are some videos also, and maybe he does it more on his uh, satsangs. I wasn't there, I don't know. But uh, with J. Krishnamurti's teaching, the questioning uh, yourself and observing yourself and learning from yourself is that which actually brings you... Uh, closer to release this human consciousness Mm -hmm. so basically all of us should uh, learn from ourselves and to do that we have to develop the skill of observation
0: yeah well said man so
1: hmm,
0: where do we go from here
1: maybe we can talk about skill observation because that's the most important thing that we can have in our life yeah well Maybe uh, to start uh, with the question, can you observe without your own thinking? Mm. Mm-hmm. So with, can you observe without your own comments on everything that you see? And can you, for even a second or a minute, be completely free of every form of thought? Just being present and observing. And the best question that goes with that is, Have you ever been able, even for a few seconds, to use all of your senses at once? Hmm. So basically, most of the time, we are using always one sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, attention is usually on one, and it's usually visual or audio.
1: Yes, and now, if you try to focus, let's say, on feel in your hand, you have to disregard everything else And focus only on that. Now, if you want to switch to taste in your mouth, you have to disregard everything else and focus on that. So, that is concentration. And the one who is concentrating is this thing, if you can observe it now with me together, that moves from the sight to the feel, then go back to feel the taste. This small center. Mm -hmm. This is you as a person this is you as an ego this is actually this collection of all the memories everything that you ever experienced plus your memory in genes that you inherited from your ancestors so basically you are this ego this small center that moves
0: yeah yeah so this is um why we do these observation practices is to bring attention to the essence in us that has attention,
1: <laughs> right? Uh, practice is a little bit wrong word because everything that you practice leads to some kind of goal. Here, there is no goal. It is just for you to see in this moment what you actually are. But as Moji said, something is aware of all of that. Yeah. And that what is aware of all of that is awareness, is, for example, through you. Mm-hmm. So if you now try to let go, Of this center of this ego and just be aware for a second that all of your senses are already working that you already feel you already hear your everything by itself functions and there is no need for this center to go i will hear this now i will look at this now because it is already there
0: yeah okay yeah so it's actually dissolving that attention coming into absolute awareness of the present moment all five senses maybe even six senses uh
1: basically you are doing you are letting your ego go Mm -hmm. for the moment and for this uh, brief moment you are actually aware of what is without your own commenting without your own memories just you feel with everything so doing this in your life you only need time for this so mm-hmm. to develop the skill of observation. So just casually when you're doing something, you give attention, you be aware of letting go that you that all of that inside of you, and for the moment you are just aware. Mm. The more you do it, the more you develop the skill of observation. And that is the beginning of meditation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so often we use this word, what is meditation? Then we try to explain that we give a definition, but it's not that something that cannot be explained it can only be it can only be (laughs) so (laughs) yes so when you are for the moment aware then you are starting to be aware Mm -hmm.
0: we can only be Mm, so well said so where does infinite love come in in so awareness
1: yes that's a very important question so when you start to let go of this human consciousness and that is all the memory everything that was so past everything that we have ever collected you see there is illusion of time in our head time exists as a travelling from point a to point b but psychological time doesn't exist there is no tomorrow there is no yesterday there is always now and whatever comes It will come as now. For example, when you don't want to do something that you don't like and you say, I'll do it tomorrow, but that tomorrow will come as today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it is illusion of the time. Yeah. So the moment that you are aware that you are only now, then your mind begins to open to love. Mm. But... uh, The best way to find out what love is we have to ask and see what love is not Mm -hmm. so what is love for you for example and try going and try going from that which is not love
0: hmm that's a big one man love is not love is not you want me to answer what love is not yes it's Quite contrary to popular belief it's not like possession there's no okay. conditions it's Perfect. true freedom it's a boundless just it's some kind of boundless essence
1: Don't don't try to explain just try to negate mm. so it is not possession is it a feeling
0: It can come through as a feeling but no it's not I mean it, the close it is closer to a feeling but it's not a feeling.
1: <laughs> yes. Sometimes you love without feeling. Mm. Even if you are sometimes angry or someone, someone that you love, you will still help him because there is love. Mm-hmm. So love is that that, is, that cannot be explained. As yeah. said before, you can always be. So awareness and love, are they different? They are one. hmm So is this awareness and this love inside of our head or it is something that our brain connects to because it is everywhere?
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: For the moment when you let go of your small ego, of your self-centered activity, then there is no beginning, there is no end, there is no center. There is only field of awareness, field of love. Hmm. Yeah. So this is that infinite love.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's quite powerful stuff.
1: Mm, Yes.
0: Yeah. And it's love beyond the concept of love. Yes, exactly. It's not love that we attach meaning to in the popular paradigm. It's something that is, or I don't know, it's just something that is. Yeah. It's it's uh and it and it's not even just is, it's like that is what we are. But it's not even like it's hard to basically it's hard to explain.
1: (laughs) Because it cannot be explained. It can only be.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: that is the best way to explain it is to negate what is not. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because like that. human mind always wants to dissect. It wants to explain. It yes. wants to put in a basket that mm-hmm. is that, that is that. It needs definition for everything.
0: Like, this is love. Something concrete that you can just give. Yes.
1: <laughs> this yeah. is love. I will write you on a paper. This is love and you have to do <laughs> it and then you will love But mm-hmm. you do not love. Love is not something that you become. Mm-hmm. Love is not something that you find on a, on a road, but it's something actually different. Yeah. And when you have this, when you are aware and when you have this love, then comes true intelligence. And this intelligence is empathy because uh, this empathy and love has totally different intelligence of the intelligence that we have from a thought. So basically someone can be very intelligent when he's born, he can do a lot of stuff, he can think fast, but this intelligence is different. This is vast field of intelligence that is everywhere around us. And when you allow this, this flows through you. Mm -hmm. Before there was a center that blocks this love, that blocks this energy, and now you are open to it.
0: Yeah. It's more so like an intuitive intelligence, right?
1: Yes. So, basically, you are when you are developing this skill of observation, you are learning from yourself. You observe yourself in relationship with other human beings and you see how you react. And you also see how the other human beings are react to you. You see and observe nature and you also observe yourself in this relationship.
0: Yeah. That's powerful stuff. It's <laughs> so powerful and from that the world changes man with that mindset your life changes and that's really how we change the world it seems like from that discernment the discernment of love the observation of love um we respond differently to the 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 seeming outer world
1: (laughs) that is uh good uh, that you have said uh you change the world uh most of us want to change the world But we don't see that we are the world.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: This ego, this center is everything that this world is. So the whole human mankind is you. Mm. And you are the whole human mankind. So basically, if you kill one human being, you have killed the entire human mankind. Because it, it is you. This part of you. So when you see this, when you have this love and awareness, then... You have responsibility, and this resp- responsibility is to change the world. But you have changed the world the moment you have changed yourself. Mm-hmm. So, when you change yourself, the whole world changes mm-hmm. because actually you are influencing this human consciousness. You are stepping out of it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We
0: save ourselves to save the world. Basically. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but who is to save there? <laughs> What's up? But who is there to save?
0: Yeah, it's no one to save. If it's just a saving, it's just yes, a natural saving, it happens. Yeah, yes, it's um, quite peculiar stuff. Yeah, powerful man.
1: <sighs> I'm glad you're open to it. Mm.
0: How um did this dawn upon the person that we see? Where did this all come from for you?
1: You mean the ego?
0: Yeah, Well, the dawning of infinite love, you know? How did you get mm-hmm. on this wavelength?
1: Um, well, as explained before, I started to inquire a lot with Moji and Krishnamurti. And in this inquiring, um, I've stumbled upon that, that I am my ego, was basically. Was moment
0: that it hit you? Like a, a, no, a there was not...
1: No, the the human beings always look something uh, that has happened and then you have changed. But the thing is, you, you are changing the moment you see it. So basically, if you see now that you are your ego, you have changed instantly. And there is no that special moment that something will happen and you will now feel joy and you will feel good. But actually, just seeing it changes you completely. Hmm. For example, yeah, for example, if you see the danger, let's say you are walking down the road and you see the snake on the road, and you are walking and suddenly you see it, and then you see the danger. The moment you have seen the danger, you react, you you move away from the danger, you go about your business, go about the snake and continue. But the moment that the thing with the thought is. We do not see the danger in it. We do not see the danger of thinking constantly, constantly, constantly. So we are walking and stepping on a snake because we don't see the danger. But the moment you see that the thought is the problem, when you see the danger, you move away from the danger. Hmm. It's like if you are, that that's a little bit harsh to say, but let's, for example, see serial killer. You're a serial killer and you're killing people. And you say, uh, I want to change myself. I will be better. And you need time to change. And then you say, well, I'll be better tomorrow. I will kill less. But the problem is you are still killing the people in this time. So either you do it right now, in this moment, because it's always now or never. Mm -hmm. Either you stop killing human beings in this moment and never do it again. But you still do it. Yeah. That's the difference.
0: It's now or never.
1: Yes. Mm. Because it's always now.
0: It's always now. Yeah. Ramdas has a saying. Uh, he said, now is now. You're going to be here or not.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the conscious decision that we have to make. It's like, it's not negating the thoughts, is but seeing the thoughts and just observing the thoughts knowing what exactly. they are and knowing that that's not necessarily us per se.
1: Yes. I think
0: that's a huge thing to come to is to know that the thoughts will come and go and that's what exactly what happens they're just phenomena just like anything else that comes and goes but I guess it's up to us to be able to find that that essence of love that is permanent. Yes. Yeah.
1: And that is also the problem with the human beings we always search for something that is permanent. We do not want to face that. And that is also very, very important to see what the debt is. Yeah. So, what is that for you?
0: A complete letting go of all conception, all idea, all storyline, all narrative placed upon this vessel of Gary. Just a complete vanquishing of that. So,
1: basically, it is a death of ego.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
1: now, that is when you have you ever tried to end something without any reason, let's say you are drinking too much or or smoking too much, and without any reason, without fear that you will die, you just decide to end it, and you never smoke a cigarette again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is that that is that of that which you have doing before. So that is end of continuity. So, we are constantly trying that, uh, which was in the past, bring in the future. And we are constantly trying to find the continuity. Yeah. But if you end something now, then uh-huh. there is possibility mm-hmm. of something new and beautiful yep. in this world to happen.
0: That brings up the saying, die before you die, for me.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. basically.
0: Oof. I feel like to anyone listening, they're like, What? Why would I want to die before I die, you know? But I feel like that's the most um, liberating thing that one can do for themselves. Yes. Free themselves from the shackles of the concept of death. while we're alive.
1: Yes, to accept it because love is not different from that. Mm. Because uh, you have to basically die for everything, every day that was, so you can start fresh for the new day
0: a constant like rebirth
1: yes it's not something that you do and then you forget about it because <laughs> there is always now and there yeah. is if you are out of the time so the moment you step out of the time you there is ending and you have to do it all the time if you observe from the time yeah that's the com- complexity it's hard a little bit to explain yeah. but when you get into it a little bit deeper then you can see it
0: yeah, somewhat of a paradox when we try to explain. Somewhere between form and formless.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> hmm.
0: Good stuff, man. We've already covered a lot of ground in um 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> nice.
0: So um, would you say there is a difference in the will that comes about? in somebody that figures out they're not quite somebody, in the action that comes about from the humanly vessel. Would you say once the infinite love is dawned upon um, one's consciousness that they just have, like I think you said before, some kind of responsibility, some kind of obligation to others to become almost servant-like in one's actions?
1: The first thing is uh, we have to inquire what the responsibility is. For most of the human beings, uh, responsibility is something that they have to do. Mm-hmm. And they do it because either they have fear that they will lose someone or they fear for their life or they fear that they, they their children will die. And they do it because it it comes from fear. Mm-hmm. But when you have love, do you need responsibility? So, when you love someone and when you see that he's suffering, are you doing it because there is responsibility or you do it because it's love? So, basically, you do it because uh, it is love, not responsibility. So, responsibility is actually love, the true responsibility, not the human concept of it. That is something completely different. Same with the discipline. Let's say human beings are doing... The worst kind of discipline, let's say, for example, army, that's the worst kind of discipline where someone forces you and you are forcing yourselves to do something that you don't like over and over and over and over until you now do it without thinking. But what if the discipline is learning something new? Not forcing yourself to do something, but do it because it is necessary because it is love because you need see that is needed to be done and then we come to that which is doing everything in your life what is needed to be done not what i like or don't like but what is actually needed yeah for example if you love someone and it is needed for them to, to for you to help them You will not stay home playing games or, I don't know, ignore him. You will actually stand up and do something because it's needed in that moment. So you do that which is needed, not what your brain tells you, I like it or don't like. That is true discipline. That is true responsibility. That Mm. is true love.
0: Mm. Yeah, wow. Hmm. Because responsibility infers a subject object orientation like i am responsible for x or y yes yeah when it's really goes it transcends that responsibility even though one may see it as
1: yes he's responsible for you
0: yeah it still is transcending like true dharma is beyond that it's beyond the subject and object exactly hmm just happens i guess we're getting back to that like intuitive guidance that comes about it's just something that flows more so yes and and would you say tapping into this flow state this flow essence leads one to less suffering is that what it's all about uh
1: the suffering ends the moment your thought ends Mm -hmm. so when you are free of your thought you are free from suffering Basically, uh, let's say you have a problem and you want to solve this problem because it is hurting you and you want to do it immediately. And you are now starting to think all kinds of things in your head just to get rid of this problem. So while you are doing this worrying, there is a whole lot of hormones going through your body. The body goes into a flight mode, to stress mode, and uh, you basically suffering because you want to get it over with Mm -hmm. but when you are aware of all of that and you end the thought you don't think anymore about the problem then you are free to come closer to the problem so before you were only interested in finding the solution instantly just so that you can escape from this pain of this problem but now you are coming closer to the problem and you can observe it without thinking without stress without pain without suffering mm-hmm. and then you see the solution for the problem
0: uh-huh. yeah so it's feeling being some kind of equanimity between the solution and the problem just from the yes observation yeah
1: that's the also the problem because the human beings are always thinking we are always totally consumed by the thought. Uh, we cannot see that which is. We can only see that which is in the borders of our own consciousness, of our own experience, of our own memory. Mm-hmm. So the moment you end the thought, then your entire brain is able to function. There is uh, scientific research. You can Google it or something I don't know where it's now, uh, where the brain is you know, uh, under the MRT. And when you are thinking, there's a specific point in your brain that is activated. Because we are constantly thinking, we are only using the portion of our brain, not the entire brain. And we are trying to solve something with this limit, limited part of the brain. Mm. But when you end the thought, then you are able to see that which is.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then you can act with your whole intelligence and your whole brain.
0: Now, would you say the observation in reaching that state, that kind of discernment that the booty mind one would say, is the is the ending of the thought or is that is there a difference between the two? Like there is the observation and then comes the ending or are they the same thing?
1: The problem with the word observation is that people think that they have to look at something but it is more listening Mm, okay so when you are listening you are giving attention when you are attentive you are present and you see that which is so the moment when you end your thought there is still this reaction inside of your body this this feeling let's say a feeling of fear You have seen something that has made you scared and there is this reaction inside of our body and this reaction is made for you to escape from the danger, as said before, snake. The body automatically reacts. You move away from the danger. But we are living in a world that there is no snake. There is our thought, thinking about the snake. And this is what is suffering and you cannot escape from it. Because it is your own thought. So the moment you end the thought by listening to it, realizing that you are your thought also, you are thinking this, there is no division because constantly we are divided into the one who is thinking and the one who is observing. But what if you bring this together? You see that you are thinking and you say, okay. I'm thinking, I'm listening, think now. And you listen to yourself completely. See what happens. Will the thought end in this uh, moment?
0: Hmm. Yeah, in a way.
1: Yes. So there is a second without a thought. So this listening is attention. this intention is love and now there is the feeling you have ended the thought for a second but still the feeling persists you are still feeling bad because this is a chemical reaction that happens inside your body so you have thinking you have been doing a lot of thinking all the time negative thinking and it builds up inside you the fear and everything so now you have to give attention to this fear you have to listen to this fear also. This fear is also you. Erase the division. So, if you are your fear, what can you do about it? Let's say, for example, your fear is your hand. And it is it has a wound. It is cut. What you do with your hand, you will not cut the hand because you have a wound. You stay with it. You observe it completely until the wound is gone. So, same with the fear. Even if it is, for the moment, very bad, because now you have become aware of your fear, it will become, for a second, stronger. And then, as you are listening to it, you see how it withers away. It flowers and it withers away. Yeah. And it's gone. And then you are free from fear forever. Hmm. Every time that it, that it arises, you see it and the danger ends. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Oof, powerful stuff yeah it's just being able to see the temporary nature of all of it all phenomena all five senses all thoughts watching it exactly come and, go. Hmm.
1: and stay with it that's also very important because hmm. some things that are not important to us they come and go but something that we think that it is, as an ego, that is important for us, we are constantly trying to hold it back, that it stays with you. And this thinking is catching the thought. The moment you let go, when you are listening to this thought, when you are listening to this feeling, it withers away. It goes completely, never again to be returned.
0: powerful stuff. Man, this is good.
1: Thank you for us to inquire together
0: mm. i think we already touched upon this too the most powerful revelation that one can get from the temporary nature is um the dawning of um, some kind of equanimity between life and death and i feel like that's the basis behind all fear within us is the, the our inevitable demise or our perceived inevitable demise at least i feel like the biggest revelation is coming to you some kind of sense of hmm, not really continuity, but some kind of, I guess it is permanence, permanence beyond the coming and going of the bodily vessel and everything that comes from it. There's something very powerful and poignant about that, at least to me.
1: <laughs> yes, the question is, what is that that will continue? Because we, as a human beings, always want to continue We want us to continue to live. Yeah. But even if we know that we are, we are going to die, we cannot face the fact that we are going to die. We cannot face the fact that this memory that we have will fade away, will go away. So we are trying to find a ways mm-hmm. to become immortal. And yeah. one of them is also religion and thinking about afterlife, because thought has invented the God and has invented all the absurd things that we do in our life just because we feel better if we know that something will continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we start to question everything, we have to also question what the thought has invented. Do we have a soul? What is continuation? What is this that will continue? hmm If you are for the moment aware and you are out of the time and you are everything, why do you need to continue something? (laughs) Only the ego, the past wants to be continued.
0: Yeah, it's beyond continuation. The weird irony in that it's to find a sense of immortality in one's life is to actually come to the... um,
1: inevitable end,
0: end. inevitable <laughs> end and in yes. the beginning that truly never happened if that makes sense
1: something like that
0: yeah <laughs> agreed it's like uh yeah it's because it's like if you don't how do i put this man this is like i can't really talk about it right <laughs> now but it's like it's in it's in here somewhere it's like in order to let go of the idea of death you have to also let go of the idea of your life there is no something that began that you're going to lose it always was like there always is it's yeah
1: amazing that's it
0: it's beyond a timeline it's beyond a beginning and an end it always it was before this life that you see and it's going to happen after this life that you see it's um that is i guess how one can touch upon immortality but getting back to it you have to die before you die
1: <laughs> yes basically yeah. so if you are aware that you have no beginning no end and because we have seen that this body is born and it has grown through a time then we invent the time yeah and this time uh, sees that bodies will die one day the thought has seen it and also the thought has seen that it the thought comes And goes. So it has invented someone who is having this thought. But actually, you are the thought. You as the person, you are the thought. I am the thought. The one who is speaking this is thought. But something is aware of that. Mm -hmm. And that you can only be, you cannot explain it. Mm -hmm.
0: Just infinite love, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh bad. Yeah. That persists infinite love persists
1: yes Hmm.
0: it's quite beautiful to know to feel to be to see it to see it yeah
1: yes the once you see it everything else comes
0: yeah and you can't unsee it once you see it there's no going back into the exactly exactly (laughs) oh man damn speechless (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> that means that we have inquired together. Good. Yeah. Right. Ask the right questions.
0: That's what happens sometimes on these convos, man. It just gets to a point where it's like, well, oh, all right, what else, what else do we have to say? <laughs> I guess that's good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I really don't even know what to ask, man. Do you have uh, anything you'd like to say? I mean, maybe we can start to wrap this up. This might be a, this might be a, yes. a quick one. Actually, no, Good, making good on time, we have pretty much. 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they're doing good. Got any, uh, I don't know, got anything you want to go from that? Any last words, Last remarks? Uh,
1: uh, well, one of the most important questions for all the human beings is where do I begin? That's a good one. Because, yes, a uh, lot of human beings think that they need to do a lot of inquiring, that they need to do lots of uh, reading but all of this is only feeding your ego. So the best thing uh, and place to start is now. And just casually give attention to your own life. Mm -hmm. And we will just uh, briefly say the difference between concentration and attention, because that is very important for us to see. When you are trying to concentrate on something, for example, I'm concentrating now to speak with you, I have to exclude everything else around me, and only focus on you. So to do that, you need tremendous amounts of energy, because you are excluding everything else and you are focusing on our talk. But what is attention? Attention is allowing everything. So in the same way, I'm talking with you, I'm also seeing everything around my room, I'm feeling everything. So you allow everything. And there is no the center for the concentration. You need someone who will concentrate, and you need the object to concentrate upon. But when you are attentive, there is only attention. There is no need for the object. There is no need for the one who is concentrating. So, give attention in your life. And the human beings often ask, now how do I be attentive? How do I give attention? And my best answer is, how are you attentive when you are listening to your favorite song? Mm-hmm. How are you attentive yeah. when you are watching this beautiful sunset? When you are looking at a marvelous mountain? Mm-hmm. When you are looking, if you are a man, beautiful woman, or if you're a woman, beautiful man. How are you doing then? How are you attentive in that moment?
0: There, you Because you at
1: give attention, place. you give love. Mm. And when you see, for example, let's say, beautiful sunset. And when you observe this beautiful sunset, there is only sunset. There is no you watching the sunset. There is only observation. The moment you snap out of it, because for the moment the beauty of the sunset has absorbed you as an ego. And when you are going back to yourself, you say, wow, this was beautiful. I have to do it again. And this is ego. And this is going for the pleasure. Because absence of your ego was actually joy absence of you was joy mm. the moment when you come back you say i have to do it again so just being aware of what you are doing in your life or how you react why are you reacting that's the best thing to start so giving attention in your life and developing the skill observation mm. and you are learning to watch and observe without thinking about it because when you watch the beautiful sunset you don't think so the one beautiful exercise, if we if exercise is a bad word, but something that you all can do now is go and observe your loved ones and give the attention totally to them and ask yourself, can I watch this person that I know for 10 years without or 20 or lifetime without thought, without the image that I have built about this person? Yep. So see this person as the first time you see it in your life. Mm. And then you constantly see this person as a new. Because you have ended, there is a death. There is end of the image of that which was before. And there is a new beginning. So every time you see this person, it's a new beginning.
0: Mm. Well said. Mm-hmm. Unconditionality. Yes. Yes. Mm. Well said, man. I like the idea in the metaphor of the song because when we like a song, a really good song, we're in the song. We're not waiting to get to the end. (laughs) And we don't want the song to end. We're, We're in it. We're dancing. We're going with the flow of the
1: music. Alan Watson often say, when you are dance, there is no need for the beginning and there is no end when you are playing on piano. There is no need for do it faster. You don't want to finish it. You are just doing it because of doing it, mm-hmm. if it makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just doing it just to do it, man. Just dancing just to dance, man. <laughs> yes,
1: just to exist. The people always ask, what is the meaning of the life? Mm. Because we always want a purpose. And if the purpose is just because of it, there is no reason there is no purpose then we tend to have problems with our life because yeah. mind has always learned to have purpose to accomplish something and then it's free but what if it is no purpose it's just the joy of dance and flow of life
0: yeah infinite that's, love that's quite beautiful in that way i feel as though one could take the other side of the coin to purposelessness and almost approach it in a sort of nihilistic point of view, but it's actually quite the contrary. Yes, it's, uh, it's just joy. Yeah, because when you're dancing, you're just ecstatically in the moment. There is no purpose to dancing. You know, there's no purpose exactly. to enjoying music. You just, you just, it's it's purpose for purposes' sake. <laughs>
1: you know? Exactly,
0: it's just being here. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> good stuff. I think that's a good note to wrap it up, but I don't have anything else left to say. Uh, it's the dance of life.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for inquiring with me.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, keep doing your thing. I appreciate your time, effort, and wisdom that you brought to this conversation. Appreciate anybody that listened this long. Um, I don't have anything else left to say. I think I already said that enough. <laughs> 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 um, Keep doing your thing. I wish you all the best.
1: Thank you to you too. And infinite love.
0: (laughs) Infinite love to you and the listener. Of course. Peace Peace and
1: love. Thank you.